Annyeonghaseyo. Welcome to Afternoona Delight, where Leah, Megan, and Amy, three American romance novelists discussing all things K-romance from a writer's lens. We fangirl over our favorite actors and actresses, talk up our trope addictions, and nerd out on K-drama deep dives. We'll throw in a few K-pop and K-skincare wrecks for good measure, because why not ride the haul you wave all the way to shore? So grab some duck bokeh and listen to your new favorite unease. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hi there. So, Amy, what are you celebrating today? (laughs) So, you know, the end of June, the beginning of July is a big celebration time for me. And it's really, it's not because my birthday is the beginning of July, which it is. It's July 1st. But it's really because of the nine days before my birthday and the nine days after my birthday, which puts me in a cosmic sandwich of Lee Min Ho and Gong Yu. So right now when we're recording, it is June 22nd in the United States. It's June 23rd where Leah is (laughs) in Australia. (laughs) But uh, it's June 22nd for me. So since it's June 22nd for me, it is still Lee Min Ho's birthday, nine days before mine. And then nine days after my birthday on July 10th is Gong Yu's birthday. So I I really, I can't think of a better time of the year other than these next 20 days. (laughs) Amy, you're in a sex sandwich. I am. I'm in like the best sandwich ever. So how old is Lee Min Ho? 35. Okay. Respectable. Yeah. 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 I mean, clearly we've talked about our floor. So, which actually speaking of her floor, (laughs) well... I'll be making a K-pop recommendation later. Seriously. And one of the members. So I sent I sent a link to the like music video to both Amy and Leah earlier today. And Amy just <laughs> They're not in middle school, are they? No, he's no. he's older than Rowoon, so He's okay. 29. Okay, okay, fine. And Amy was pretty she's I don't know if, were you like excited that he was 29? No, I was or... like what are you doing? Like you're making it hard for me to keep my floor where my right. floor is. Yeah. Is your floor over 30? It was, but oh, then I started watching no. tomorrow. And then I started watching tomorrow, <laughs> and I think it dropped down to twenty five. So really, yeah, really, anything goes at this point as long as they're legal. God, yeah, it's getting oh bad. God, no, you gotta have some floor. No, I do. I have floor. Is legal? I no, 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 no. If Raoon did not look so much like a full grown man, it's true. You know, it. it it's just yeah. I mean. No, no way. No way would I date somebody who's 25, but I'm going to severely admire what I see on the screen. There you go. That's fair. But yeah, but Lee Min Ho is 35 fair. and Gong Yu is going to be 43. So I feel safe in that sandwich. So what's your zodiac sign? Cancer. So Gong Yu and I are cancers. Ah, but uh, Lee Min Ho is on the tail end of Gemini. Is that what's happening? I, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So Megan, do you know uh, any K-drama celebrities that, you know, share your birthday? No, there is. My daughter's really obsessed with AT's birthdays. Like she gets very excited. And one of the members has a birthday the day before hers. And Aww. she loves to tell me like randomly, we'll just be in the car. And she's like, you know, his birthday's on March 23rd. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Not even a part of the conversation. <laughs> which so it makes who is it? Which excited. member? You know. Oh, well, fantastic. Yeah, she's just excited to tell me. Can I just tell you really quick? I just want to clarify that Lehman Ho is the first day of cancer. So we are all three cancers. Ooh. Oh, okay. So I'm in a cancer sandwich. So Cancer sandwich. Yeah. 
Which is a sandwich you want to be in as opposed to the other kind of cancer. Zo- right. <laughs> Zodiac cancer sandwich with Lee Ho and Gong Yu. Lovable crabs. <laughs> the only kind of romantic crab. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I really want to share my birthday twins. So yeah. I share a birthday with Jung Kyung Ho, who is our favorite uh you know, Sunder, Sundere doctor from Hospital Playlist, the cardiac surgeon who is also the guard with a heart of gold in Prison oh, Playbook that we're all watching. Yes. So, you know, he is not my Opa, though. Unfortunately, he is coming in a solid four years behind me on the choo-choo train. But that's, that's not okay. bad. Not bad. I mean, given my floors like <laughs> hovering around 27 28 kind of floating loosely in that place i mean yeah god he's great bring him home to mom and then speaking of not a floor below the floor in the basement where you know bad thoughts happen <laughs> jung jung Gook, jk from bts his birthday's the day after mine so i did not know that yeah big boys turning the big two five this oh year. god <laughs> the big turning the big two five wait so what's your zodiac sign again i'm a virgo virgo that's it okay yeah so i'm in a virgin sandwich with uh (laughs) these two (laughs) unpack that as you will the big two five (laughs) i know he was born the same day so he was (laughs) unfortunately i know a lot about the day he was born not because i'm on like the jk bandwagon i try to keep a respectful distance as like a babysitter but i started university the day he was born because university started on my birthday in 1997 and it is also the day that lady diana died in the tunnel car crash by the way she she and i share a birthday princess die has my birthday july 1st i bookend that with the end of her life being my birthday that's pretty crazy it is crazy so anyway that was all happening the day that uh jk emerged squalling into this world i was starting uh, my first day at the university of montana missoula back in 1997 good old 97 all right well segueing from <laughs> yeah how are we doing this how are we segueing you don't this? even have the wind chimes yeah i don't i just have uh my water bottle lid <laughs> sorry for that everybody everyone's like ow my eardrums <laughs> I really need to, I need to get some sort of bell in here. I'll, I'll look for something. So, you know, our floor <laughs> is flexible as our profit margins for companies. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Everyone's like, I'm turning this off now. How about we want what we want, be it. Even if it's Subway. Someone turning the big <laughs> two five or Subway. <laughs> And if you watch it on TV long enough, you make justifications to why it's okay. (laughs) Even if it's Subway. (laughs) Yep. Or someone who was born the day you started university. There we go. Okay. So as anyone who watches a K-drama or 100 quickly learns, product placements are pervasive. Some viewers like me find them a little charming. Others dislike them, complaining that their presence makes the shows feel like an hour-long commercial. 
Known in South Korea as indirect advertising, most phones, cars, sunglasses, coffee shops, and beverages that appear in the average K-drama are intentional product placements. And cable television stations that air K-dramas and or variety shows are profit-based. So as a result, they tend to rely on funding from product marketing, more so than maybe other media outlets. Fun fact that Amy came across was that free-to-air Korean stations were prevented from inserting commercial breaks during programming from 1973 to 2021, meaning that ads could only be shown before and after a broadcast. And that forced many companies to get creative about getting their products in front of viewer eyeballs. This law was changed in 2021 and struck a blow to those who advocated for viewer rights, but it appeased stations seeking more ad revenue to help their bottom line. These days, broadcasters may show one commercial break for programs lasting more than 45 minutes and two for over 60-minute programs. If a show is longer than 90 minutes, one commercial break will be allowed every 30 minutes, but the total number must not exceed six. Also, a commercial break must not exceed one minute in length. That's interesting, and it almost puts me to sleep with too many numbers, and I just wonder, like, who's got the fun job in life of figuring out, like, (laughs) exactly down to, like, the... 60 second mark what's allowed and what's not allowed because somebody's got that fun job so finally as korean dramas have become more popular with international audiences global brands have also begun to push in to be part of the action product placement in korean shows really got underway as we know it today in 2010 when south korea's broadcasting laws eased restrictions on the practice in an effort to increase network revenues and promote korean goods In 2018, South Korea's networks sold $114 million worth of product placement, up 15% from the previous year, according to Subum Lee, a mass communication professor at Incheon National University. But let's be real, it's rarely integrated all that organically, and sometimes it results in the fourth wall being broken. The three to four minute Domino's pizza ad in hometown cha-cha-cha had the actors openly giggling. Then who can forget Goblin, where Kim Shin infamously saves the life of a suicidal man with a six-inch Subway sandwich. Be Melodramatic is a drama that addresses the issue in an openly meta way where one of the characters works for a product placement agency and is responsible for getting actors to incorporate things that were our contract obligated to promote, often with hilarious results. This is also a plot point in Because This Is My First Life, where the lead character dreams of becoming a television writer. When she lands a job in the industry, her assignment is to shoehorn product placements into the scripts of dramas. The majority of advertisements that appear on K-dramas must comply with the regulations outlined in Article 59-3 of Korea's Broadcasting Act. Regulations of PPL in entertainment include... Number one, the goal should not be to persuade the audience to purchase a product. Number two, the name of the product and our brand cannot be directly or indirectly said. Three, alcohol, tobacco, and any other related product cannot appear as product placement. Four, appearances of products and or brands cannot exceed 1.5% of the runtime of the program. There's that fun person with the stuff. Right? Seriously. (laughs) That is. That's somebody's entire job. Number five, the size of the product and or brand name cannot exceed one quarter of the screen. If it is mobile media, then it cannot exceed one third of the screen. So do they have a little tape measure too? Yeah, probably. Number six, if there is product placement in a program, it needs to be disclosed to the audience. Korean marketers have found clever ways to push the boundaries of these regulations without breaking them. For example, while an actor cannot explicitly say, buy this product, 
They can hold it while making a joke or be dramatic to bring attention to the product naturally. All right. So to kick things off, let's start with Maxim Instant Coffee. These ubiquitous sachets are found in so many dramas from my mister to Vincenzo to me saying to Secretary Kim to touch your heart to literally every single one. Seriously. You can also add a visit to the Maxim Plant Cafe in Itawan to your sole itinerary. It's five stories and every floor has its own theme. You can see roasting on one floor, then head to the library floor that has a terrace garden and a wait for it library, then a cafe floor with an open terrace and a fancy U-shaped counter, and travel reviews recommend getting an Americano and toast with cream cheese as the bread has a texture of croissant. Then there's a brewing lounge floor where you can pick coffee prepared just to your taste. And all that being said, you know, we've all gotten into Maxim to some degree. So what pushed you over the edge with this instant coffee and what are your general thoughts? First of all, I really want to go to this plant, like, so badly. There's a freaking library there. Like, I'm all in. But I I think the first place that I saw it was, surprise, surprise, in Crash Landing, I knew the very first drama that I watched. And I remember it was when Hyunbin, Captain Ri, was meeting with another, like, a North Korean soldier um, who was a higher up. And they, you know, he was trying to investigate his brother's murder. And they were trying to figure out, you know, what he was doing there. And... They offered him a coffee, which he declined, and they pull out these, like, skinny little packets. And I was like, what? I don't understand what that is. <laughs> like, I have never been, like, big on instant coffee, but I kept seeing it pop up so much in dramas that I finally found a variety pack on Amazon, which I think you guys had already tried it by that point. But I was so excited to try, you know, a bunch of different flavors of Maxim. And I have to say, like... I like strong coffee, like I drink strong coffee for my morning coffee, but Maxim is this like sweet little evening treat that doesn't have enough caffeine to do anything to me at night, and so I don't think of it as coffee coffee as much as I think of it as a nice little hot beverage that tastes like coffee, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but is a little bit sweeter. But yeah, I drink it all the time now, which is funny since I never drank instant coffee before. So you know, surprise, surprise, I guess I'm sort of a coffee snob. So my history with the beverage might surprise you both. You know, I did grow up in the 80s and watched the grownups around me drink Sanka with those aspartame tablets. I don't know any... You might still remember these. I had ants that had like little clickers and they would. Yes, I do. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> and you, and you drop one in. Yeah, you drop one into a styrofoam cup often when you want to get, you know, your little, I guess, decaffeinated kick <laughs> with, you know, zero calories attached. And then if you want to get real footloose and fancy, you'd crack open a tin of General Foods International Coffee. So, you know, again, Amy, I think maybe you're more remembering this than Megan, potentially, those fine flavors such as Cafe Vienna. I do remember those commercials, <laughs> yeah. I've never tried one, but I remember the Ooh, commercials. I tried them. them. They were they were good. They tasted like donuts. <laughs> and I remember the commercial where there were the two ladies. They've got killer bangs, and they're reminiscing about, like, youthful travels in Paris and the waiter Jean-Luc all over a steaming cup of instant coffee. So I spent a lot of my 20s backpacking around with my then boyfriend, now husband. And, you know, when we were camping out in the wilderness, we would drink instant coffee, which was mixed with condensed milk. And it came in these containers that were almost exactly like a tube of toothpaste. Like the, it was like brown and white, basically. But then I became a grown up, all my joy left, and I became a serious woman who likes very serious coffee, particularly pour overs of single origin roasts made by a barista who has suspenders and twirly mustaches. But then... (laughs) K-dramas came along with their little, you know, 
skinny bags of coffee and I start craving that like old-fashioned instant goodness. So I ordered some kind of as like a personal joke to myself, but the joke was on me because I liked it. And I would say it's more like hot water is doing an interpretive dance of coffee, (laughs) but in a way that is easily drinkable and very pleasant. And these days I often have Maxim Mocha Gold Mild at least a few times a week, but I do not drink two at a time while facing the wall because I am not in my mister. I feel like it was three at a time sometimes. Like it was, it was a lot of Maxim. She was trying to sustain herself. (laughs) That was all she had. Yeah. Is to steal the Maxim from work. Yeah. So, I mean, like, let her have, like, six, really. Go for it. Go for it, IU. So, who sent It was me, me. the variety... It was, it was me. Yeah, I sent you okay. guys both a variety pack. I think I didn't know that Leah had already tried it, because, like, Leah just said, she tried it as a joke to herself. Yeah, so I had never tried it, and you sent me a variety pack, and I freaking loved it. I mean, I will say, first of all, I'm actually not really a coffee snob. I mean, I buy, like, cheap donut shop coffee pods. I don't like McDonald's coffee and Sheets coffee, and that's about it. I kind of, like, you know, I'll kind of drink coffee if it's you know, if it's coffee. But I just really enjoyed the ease of the packets. And it tasted really good. So I buy uh, the same I buy the I buy the box of 100 of the Maxim white gold. And I mean, at this point, I've bought maybe four boxes. I have like, a bin in my pantry I fill and then I put them in this little thing uh, by our like kettle. So when guests come to visit, are you like, what well, you like some of my fancy coffee? <laughs> just like, I mean, just like I've offered, up. I've offered and no one ever wants it, which offends me. <laughs> but <laughs> my husband even drinks it now. Like I, that's really surprised oh, me, Neil. but he actually really did kind of like the flavor. And I like it too, because I make it basically after dinner. It's kind of almost like a dessert for me and because it's a little sweet and it doesn't have as much caffeine so it doesn't it doesn't keep me up so yeah i honestly really want a tour of the maxim plant like <laughs> sounds so fun <laughs> that's 100 percent on my list when we yeah go. me too okay so what is a favorite product placement moment for you in a k-drama you know, I think my favorite is a favorite because it's so bonkers and it's the cell return LED mask in the King Eternal Monarch because it's such an excessively extra product to advertise in a K-drama because who could actually afford it other than the King of Korea with a C. And let me just say when I when when I put this in as as my example, I did not realize that we were going to be recording this podcast tonight on Lehman Ho's birthday, which I'll probably bring up like a hundred more times. <laughs> But so it's just it is it's kismet. But yeah, I mean, we looked it up and I, and I didn't look it up again. But it was like thousands of dollars, thousands. right, for this mask. It was like a couple thousand dollars. So I just thought that that was really funny to have as product placement because like the two people who could maybe afford it, like watching the drama, don't need product placement to know what that <laughs> what that product is, you know. So yeah, that was. I mean. You know, we all remember it, so there is that, but I'm, I'm not running out to buy one. Yeah, I've seen them. I, I probably would if I could, though. I've seen them out now and been like, ooh, there's the thing. But uh, yeah, I there's other things that I need to spend that money on right now than <laughs> that mask. But, you know, the temptation's real because I want to look like Lee Min Ho, too. <laughs> and obviously, right? if I wear I that look, mask, I will. I want to look like I just turned 35. <laughs> So I find product placement in shows like kind of adorable, but one time that was so over the top that it made me weirdly invested was in Touch Your Heart, which um, Amy, I don't think you've seen yet, but uh, Megan has seen. So this is a moment when Lee Dong-wook's character, who is a very grumpy workaholic lawyer, he just like leaves 
the fact that he's in a drama altogether and ends up doing this like five minute commercial touting Chanel men's new makeup line. And he's just like applying this like ex- expertly applying his makeup and he looks fabulous. It just doesn't seem in fitting with the character that he is in the show. Right. Because he's like talking. He's like, this lip balm makes my lips so soft. And I'm like, who are you talking to? And no one yeah, cares. And he's not a glam. He's not a glam <laughs> character. So funny. Like, you know, it'd be different if he was like way extra or just like, you know, I'd, I'd buy Ryan Gold even like from, you know, my private life, like, you know, doing his face. But this character just like wasn't that guy. However, I was at the end, I was like, I will not forget that Chanel men has a new makeup line. And you know, I've got many questions about it. And it was also kind of just refreshing to see a man doing his face. So did he ever say Chanel? No, he didn't. But it showed lovingly the camera made love to the Chanel, uh, you know, logo on all the foundation (laughs) and lip balm. So (laughs) I've talked about this before, but I, I just, you know, my favorite Product placement because it's totally bonkers. Is Lee Dong Wook as Lee? Oh, again, Lee Dong Wook yep, is again like great for this. As Lee Yun laying on the pavement in Tale of the Nine Tailed after saving Joe Boa as Gia from falling off a building. So, mind you, he's just arrived from nearly dying in hell, yet he's wearing a brand spanking new, like Vans, the shoes colorway. And his legs are, like, perfectly bent to show off that, like, Vans iconic, like, square root line logo. Yeah. And I'll just, I'll never forget it. It it just, it felt so, it took me out of the scene because it just felt, but I loved it. Like, I absolutely loved it. That's when I was like, I'm, (laughs) I'm so suckered into this drama because it's crazy. I want to give an honorable mention to King the Eternal Monarch when Kim go on basically talks about that kahi like the multi-lip yeah, balm face stick yeah it was a face balm yeah it was it went everywhere and i honestly like i haven't ordered it yet but i want to like i, I did i've looked it up i'm m- really fascinated times. by it and you know good she's dewy yeah yeah i mean her face looks great you know she could cross through universes and be fresh face yeah. thanks to the kahi face stick yeah okay so Look, I guess the line is fine <laughs> between like love and hate, but what's a favorite like cringy or very clearly self-aware product placement moment? <laughs> so like Yulia, like I don't mind product placement at all. I mean, obviously we find it endearing. We're doing an entire episode about it. We're not here to yuck the product placement, but sometimes it is a little bit, a little bit much. And I'm going to go with Papa John's in Suspicious Partner <laughs> because like half the drama takes place inside of Papa John's because... <laughs> His it's his mom who works there, right? It's both Every their moms. One one manages it and one just works there. Yeah. Isn't it something like that? Yep. Okay, so yep. both the moms work in Papa John's. And like this was my go-to fast food pizza in college, but I'm pretty certain that Papa John's funded this entire drama. <laughs> Because to have that much screen time, like, I don't know if that follows the math that we just talked about, because that was a lot of screen time. I feel like it took up more than uh, tiny parts of the screen, too. We had, like, full full camera. I mean, right, if you're inside the Papa John's, doesn't that count as the full screen? Well, no, because you, I mean, it must not, because we can go inside Subway, we can go inside so many of the bakeries, so That's many of the true. chicken shops. So but yeah, there was, there was a lot of pizza serving, a lot of pizza eating. And a lot of time spent inside Papa John's in Suspicious Partner. And Suspicious Partner had nothing to do with pizza. Nothing at all. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, you might think historicals don't have much in the way of product placement, but you thought wrong. In Mr. Sunshine, there's many ways that product placement were subtly used, but in one that really kind of jumps out, Aishin and Hida are having tea in the Glory Hotel. They're in their frocks, they're having kind of this battle of the wits, and we're at the dawn of the 20th century. Yet if you look on the wall behind them, there's a stenciled logo for Dolcom Coffee, a trendy South Korean lifestyle coffee chain. So if they remake Gone with the Wind someday, I hope that Rhett Butler tells Scarlett, frankly, I don't give a damn, with a vintage sign for a Starbucks in the back. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't That's know that. awesome. I didn't notice that at all. Yeah, if you look at the pictures, you fully see it. And then there's um, other advertisements for the coffee as well, like hanging up on the wall. That's pretty brilliant, I gotta say. I, mean, I guess that's true. How, how do they get in modern product placement in these historical dramas? I guess I never really thought about that. And there's some French bakery shops that they go into in the drama that are like modern French bakery. Oh. But like, you know, they've like redone the like signage to make it look old fashioned. Like that there's they, they actually go to that yeah. French bakery all the time. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, that's product placement. Oh, my, my eyes are opened. I did not know that. Oh, I'm fascinated. That's pretty impressive. Know, amazing. Yeah. So if you could pick a sponsor for Afternoon Delight, what would it be and why? I mean, I'm just going to go with our standby Maxim Coffee. Look, I really feel like we could help you sell your coffee in the United States. I'm more than happy to talk about how good it is. So yeah, I think that would be the one I would choose. Especially because I drink it all the time. <laughs> right? We're like, we're already giving them free advertising. Oh my like, God. Like so many times we've talked about Maxim Coffee. I love it. If I run out, I panic. And when I travel, I throw the packets in my suitcase. I travel too. My, I have Maxim Coffee in my bag here in Australia that I brought with me, even though I can probably buy it, you know, here too. I mean, if the Cell Return Mask wants to sponsor us and let us give the mask a go, I'm not opposed to like Please. looking like I just turned 25, 35, whatever. I'll take either one. <laughs> But you know what? If it works, I would give you the oh best my before gosh, and after seriously. pictures you've ever seriously. seen. <laughs> and I would be like, mm, buy one, like buy one. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we haven't talked about it in a while, but we, we were talking about Soko Glam a lot in the beginning of our drama days. And we all mm. have spent a goodly amount of money on Soko Glam and rightfully so, because it's wonderful, like Korean skincare and makeup and stuff like that. So that would be a super fun one to get to sponsor us because we're already buying all the products and oh my gosh i just i just got an order from soko glam like recently i and now i order from them very frequently i've got my what is it my tomato lip jelly or or lip tint or whatever you call it here yeah oh yeah Mm, like every day this is with me i love it okay so i'm going practical and that's dyson because amy is already on record on the podcast for being a fan Secondly, it's really in many dramas. Yes. Even Seri, who's an actual billionaire, wows the North Korean soldier ducklings with her cordless Dyson vacuum in Crash Landing on You. So Dyson, you know, scoop us up. We are I mean, ready. I'm telling y'all, my Dyson V11 cordless pet vac <laughs> is my favorite appliance. Like, I love this thing, like, in I'm Not a Robot. Like, he loves his Roomba. Like, it is... Oh, what what did he call it in I'm Not a Robot? His sweetie? Lovely. Lovely. His lovely. Yeah. His lovely. My Dyson yes. is definitely my lovely. Mm-hmm. It's your lovely. <laughs> I think I talked about it when we when we did that drama, too. Like, talked about what our love is. Yeah, I think you did, too. I mean, you've talked about the Dyson more than, I mean, I've ever heard anyone talk about Except for my sister, who has a Dyson and also loves her Dyson and talks about it. I mean, I have time. two Dysons. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
I have a ball vac and then I have the cordless one. I use the cordless one now. Do you ever just do it at the same time? Like, oh, Dyson. (laughs) Double fist in the Dyson. (laughs) This could be like an only am situation. There's just a lot of words here that can be reinterpreted. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that ball vac, I'm sure, is heavy and it's hard to push a ball vac. I just like had a huge sexual harassment training today at my new job with like literally like a lawyer, like talking to us because I'm part of. So for anybody who doesn't know out there, I left public education. I'm not working in the corporate world and I am part of basically like the talent management team, which is pretty much like what human resources is, is like now. And so we were having this training as the people, as the team where people most likely would come to us to like give like sexual harassment complaints and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm like, I'm wondering how much of my outside life if coworkers were to partake, but this, you know, it's your choice. You don't have to yeah, be here. This that's is what not I was going to say. I was going to say, Amy, you're consenting yeah. to me talking about. I am a hundred percent. Big, heavy big ball balls. Vax. Big, um, heavy ball vax. Ball yeah. vax because you're here. And that's I, just like. I am not saying that I do not consent. I'm just laughing that it is coming on the day of like a very <laughs> legal training. Yeah. So do not talk about heavy ball vax at the work. At work. I won't. If anybody's like, what did you do last night? I'm not going to say heavy ball vac. I'm going to think it though. Just know right. it's in my head. I like it smooth. It can sometimes pick up hair. <laughs> I like to roll it over the hair. <laughs> I feel like I'm like 11. I'm like, <laughs> she said ball, ball, heavy ball. Oh my gosh. Is that a Dyson ball back in your pocket? <laughs> That's a very big pocket. <laughs> Let's move on to our favorite part of every episode, which is not heavy ball backs <laughs> or sacks. Or smooth my balls, or any balls. It is our K-pop. We've, I've heard that's who we want to sponsor us. Smooth my balls. Smooth my balls. <laughs> we had that opportunity, and we let it right. pass us by. <laughs> smooth my balls. Afternoon of delight. Do you like your balls as soft as a newborn baby rat? <laughs> I did not consent to this part of the show. <laughs> Okay. And actually, this leads me to one last funny segue, which is on our Patreon, I had a post that I thought would be fun to do, which is like yell at us for things that like, you know, you hear on the Patreon that like you wished you hadn't or like feelings that you've had or thoughts you've had about, you know, things we've said where you're just like, you're wrong, wrong, wrong. Mostly because people were just like real unhappy that that we didn't love my mister. Megan was a yeah, well, my most, mostly me. <laughs> so yeah, but it's okay. So anyway, you know, safe space for people to have their feelings. And then somebody wrote and said, "You know what? I never want to hear you talk about catsturbation, <laughs> catsturbation again." And yet here I am saying I'm not talking about it. <laughs> I don't even know what my segue is for what I was this bringing that up This is the K-pop wreck of the week, and you're talking <laughs> about catsturbation. I don't know where we're going. No, I'm not. I'm talking about how I'm oh, not wait. talking about it. If you say catsturbation, you're talking about catsturbation. I love the people who are like, wait, I've just popped in here to like listen to this product placement show, and I don't know what catsturbation is. They don't know what smooth my balls well, is. Like they're... <laughs> 
You know what? We cannot recap Long- everything. <laughs> Nor should we. Nor should we. I will we. recap very shortly. Once upon a time, a company called Smooth My Balls reached out numerous times asking us if we were interested in sponsorship. I'm pretty sure it was just like a generic request that they probably blasted like 5 billion podcasts. It was on Instagram. Yeah. And I wrote them back what I thought was a very witty response, which they saw and did not respond to, where I was able to throw in the word taint (laughs) and nuts and all sorts of other words. And I thought it was very funny. All the double entendre you could think of. Yeah, I thought they would enjoy it. Yeah, I thought they would at least be like, ha ha. And there was nothing. So I was like, smooth my, you can't call yourself smooth my balls. And not take a joke. Be funny. Yeah. And then catsturbation is just in a nutshell, once somebody in my house told me I had accidentally touched my cat's penis and I didn't. And they played a mean a, joke. It was just a nipple. I was really traumatized. It was a nipple. It was just a nipple. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's time for <laughs> our favorite segment, our K-pop. <laughs> Wreck of the week. What do you have for us, Megan? I just Is it again. <laughs> I don't think I can get rid of I that just one. Snorted. Amy was just talking earlier about how she had to like edit out my laugh snorts because they just sound so weird. So I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm just gonna get like a pop rack. So this week I am recommending card they are a co-ed k-pop group and i've really enjoyed some of their songs in the past but not all of them but their comeback that they just came out with now is called ring the alarm and i love it i really love it the group is made up of two men and two women i love all of them the one man jacef he was just he just finished his military enlistment so he's back in the group And the other one is BM or Big Matthew. He is a Korean American and he's 29. He's who we were referencing at the the beginning of the podcast. He is a tall, muscled drink of water. And yeah, so I would definitely check out Ring the Alarm. The music video is great. The live performances are great. You can just tell that they're like so happy to be back together and performing. So I just feel like the vibe on stage is just happy and positive and they seem like relaxed and confident. And I really can't get enough of watching them perform or listening to the song. So definitely check it out. Again, it is Ring the Alarm by Card, and that's spelled K-A-R-D. If you enjoy our podcast, you have our patrons to thank, at least in part. Afternoon of Delight Patreon allows us to keep creating content for y'all to enjoy. Thank you so much to everyone who is supporting us there. And not to brag, but our Patreon community is pretty awesome. And you can join at a tier that feels good to you. Gain access to fun perks like K-drama posts, monthly Patreon-only bonus podcasts, and even a live K-drama support group on Zoom. Because we know firsthand what it's like to have no one to talk to about those crazy plot twists, amazing characters, and all those feelings. And look, no one should have to walk that walk alone. So learn more by visiting afternoonadelight.com. That's www.afternoonadelight.com. And hey, while you're on the website, you can check out Afternoona Delight podcast merch, find links to book recommendations, bop along to our K-pop recs, blow up your skin with K-merch recs, find all of our social media and a link to our email so you can send us recommendations or feedback. And hey, while you're at it, 
why don't you pop over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review? It really helps with our discoverability. Gamsamnida! So what is something a K-drama has sold you on that isn't product placement? You're just like, I see it, I want it. (laughs) (laughs) I swear. (laughs) I swear I did not know that his birthday was going to be today. But my answer for this was Lee Min Ho. Can Lee Min Ho sponsor our podcast? I mean, can he just sponsor my life? (laughs) I'm a ball back. Happy birthday, Lee Min Ho. I got you a ball back. I can't stop. And I want to watch you push it with one hand. I can't stop snorting. Back and forth. I just want you to go in slow, concentric circles. (laughs) I mean, honestly, though, if Lee Min Ho came over next week for my birthday and vacuumed my house with the ball back, (laughs) I cannot think of anything sexier. Come over, play with the ball back. (laughs) Open invitation. Oh Oh my god, I did not think that... Dyson, look at Dyson. You are missing the opportunity here. (laughs) We would be great representatives. Wholesome family content here. No one is going to forget the ball back after listening to this. Okay, so something that I want (laughs) is ironically not... A man, but it's a red soju tent in Seoul, ideally in winter. Mm-hmm. I just, every time I see one, I'm like, I want to go. I want to go sit there. I want to eat street food. I want to drink soju. I want to be cold <laughs> and I want to be in that tiny chair. And it looks mildly uncomfortable and super fun. I want a keypad for my dress. Yes. I just Oof, yeah. love that. Um, I And like, let me just tell like a really short story. I'm pretty sure I have not told this on the podcast. So let me know if I have. My husband and my son went to like Home Depot because we're looking to get a keypad for like our back door and to to get in. And um, so they're like looking and, you know, my husband was like, I think this one looks good. And Dean's like, yeah, but, you know, you know, when you're done, you just have to make sure you wipe your prints. And we're like, and my, my husband was like, what? What do you mean? So like my husband or my son, by the way, is like an 80 year old man in like a 11 year old body. <laughs> So my husband's like, well, what do you what do you mean? So we have a keypad for like our garage. And so he was like, well, what do you do when you type in the code to open up the garage door? And Dane's like, I always wipe it (gasps) because anyone can come and they can dust for prints and find the code. And my husband was like, oh, my God. (laughs) So he's been wiping his prints on the garage door. That little genius. Like, where did you learn this? <laughs> Has he been listening to true crime podcasts at night? I, I, <laughs> Why doesn't he have his garage code glove that just like hangs by? <laughs> Stop! I can't stop snoring. Or after where it's just telling him to touch every button. Oh my once. god! He's. <laughs> I just, I just picture him like with his like little shirt, like trying to wipe it clean. Okay. Anyway, so that's. that's... <laughs> Meanwhile, your daughter is like passing out your coat to strangers on the street. Like, come over and play. Well, me, my daughter has locked me out of, of my house before. And <laughs> ate goldfish and watched you through the window. Yeah, she, she didn't give any shits. She wasn't going to let us in. Okay. So I gave everyone a little homework because I know how much Amy likes to get an assignment. 
And I thought that what I could do is give you each a heavy hitter in the product placement world, and you could just do a little bit of deep, deep diving and come back and report on what you learned. So obviously, a very big one that I think that we all notice here in America, or, you know, I'm in Australia, but you know, being American is a subway feeling really overwhelmingly represented in K-drama. So, you know, Amy, you took on this one. What did you learn? I did. You know what? And and funny story that I just remember just now is when I was pregnant with my son. It's my second pregnancy. I, so I am not a big, like, deli sandwich person. Like, I don't like processed lunch meat. Like, I just, I never have. But when I was pregnant with Connor, I craved Subway sandwich, and I, I didn't I didn't get any meat, so I, I craved. I just got a vegetarian <gasps> sandwich. Too. But all I wa- all I wanted was the oil and vinegar on it. Yes. I just wanted whatever was on the sandwich. I wanted it soaked in oil and vinegar, and then like pickles and my thing too. So I, I think I just like had a big vinegar like craving when I was pregnant with him, but for some reason, Subway's oil and vinegar just soaked all over veggies and bread was what would do it for me. So that was my my big thing. So Subway, you were really good to me during my pregnancy. And so I'm. it's very endearing to me to see you in every single K-drama almost. All right. So I think uh, Lee and I came across some of the same stuff in our researching. So I'm going to try not to repeat stuff that was in our intro here. But according to an article from 2021 by Seth Berkman in the New York Times, as Korean dramas have become more popular with international audiences, global brands have pushed to be a part of the action. And no company has pushed harder than Subway, which has grown into the world's largest fast food chain by store count since its founding in 1965 in Bridgeport, Connecticut. I did not know that Subway had been around longer than I had. Mm. That was kind of surprising to me. So... It's around and it's bigger than it's ever been. So like we've talked about before, like some shows have been criticized for using excessive product placement with some viewers claiming that it like disrupts it. I don't feel like it does. But an example of this comes from Jaha Kim, who is a journalist for My City's very own Chicago Tribune, who also reviews K-dramas. She's quoted in this New York Times article. And I can't believe that I'm going to call out my favorite drama, but Leah already brought it up. And I feel like I have to bring it up again because it's just, I mean, it's supposed to be this really serious scene where Kim Shin is stopping a man from committing suicide and he does so with a Subway sandwich. He hands the man the sandwich and, I mean, there's more to it than just the sandwich. It's not the sandwich itself that keeps him from, you know, from taking his life, but the fact that we're able to shoehorn product placement into, like, really emotional Parts of the dramas. I was so confused and watching that. I don't even think I fully understood the product placement the first time I saw it. I just was so confused at what was happening. Like I did. I don't think I was like, oh yeah, that's product right. placement. I was still like kind of a newbie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that was our second was drama. Like, tonally, yeah. yeah, this is very tonally odd. I don't fully understand what's happening. And there's a football, <laughs> and then like that's <laughs> the end of the scene. <laughs> I think I was like thinking too deeply. I was like, what's going on right now that I'm missing? And then later it was like, no, that's literally right. It's just, just product placement. And like, I don't even think about it now. And like in vans, like when they like, you know, what Megan was just saying with like the artfully shot vans shot, like after like he saved, you know, the heroine from falling off the building after the escape from hell. And they're like, okay, vans, this is your moment. <laughs> Like in Goblin, where they like, okay, so Subway, this is your definitely moment. Definitely, we're going to be like, Subway, yeah. yeah, Subway saves lives. And Subway's like, yes. 
I mean, Subway so- shows up so much in Goblin. Like, we, you know, we see Reaper eating at Subway at one point. I remember that scene in Crash Landing on You at the end when Yoon Suri is finally, like, going out to eat with her employees and stuff like that. And they had this big, like, you know, company meal at Subway. And it's this, like, really happy scene where she's, you know, getting into her life back in South Korea. And there's that Subway scene. And it's... And she's a billionaire. And she's at Subway. <laughs> Right? I know, and it's this very poignant scene. And I have not seen this one, but Leah, you can speak to this one. This is another one that showed up in the Mm. article, is that in Memories of the Alhambra, in the game, gamers could collect tokens and weapons inside the game by going to Subway in the game. Which feels like very, you know, forward thinking. Yeah. I feel like that is a way of the future, is these augmented reality games where you then go into... Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing is like Subway is like, that's why I was so surprised that Subway has been around since 1965, because it really has been like changing with the times and evolving and and leaning into itself too. like whether or not you are a Subway fan, I, I think you have to hand it to the brand for leaning into the awareness that yes, they are in so many dramas. Like, how are they doing this? They are actually introducing new sandwiches with their own mini drama on YouTube called Someway. Holy shit. I know. So perhaps, and it's a romance. Like, it's a girl who goes to Subway because the guy she likes works there. And in each little mini episode, they introduce a new sandwich. Didn't John Oliver talk about this? Did he? Wasn't this the yeah, one that John think- Oliver talked about? He was talking about the the product placements in in K-dramas. There was a clip I saw, and I'm almost positive she showed a little clip of this. It's hysterical. I never watched it, but I did hear, I remember that he talked about, we should have probably looked at the John Oliver stuff, but we didn't. Yeah, it's so funny. I didn't realize that. That's awesome. And now I think that we have a new drama to watch. I think we have to watch some way and throw that into a pod somewhere. So yeah, so I mean, like, yes, Subway is everywhere. Like, I think it's one of the most prevalent things in K-dramas, but I do love the self-awareness of the company. Colin Clark, who is the director of Subway in South Korea, has like said that sales skyrocket from, you know, like the day before a product is shown in K drama to the day after, that it's like unbelievable, like what happens with sales. So it works. It does. You know, we are children who grew up with TV that had commercials, right? Like we were around before there was streaming and even before there was cable where you know, there were channels that didn't have commercials and stuff like that. And so I remember having to sit through the same things, you know, like w- wake up for Saturday morning cartoons and I have to sit through the same commercials like every time and you get used to them and you memorize pound them. Puppy, and you- <laughs> pound puppy, pound puppy and me. <laughs> you remember the songs like, you know, any like double mint gum commercials, you know, stuff like that. Puppy surprise. There could be three or four or five. <laughs> <laughs> or like i don't know why i get like the mentos song in my head now fresh goes better mentos freshness anyway the fresh maker but when you aren't allowed to do that like that was really surprising to me to find out that even in free television that there was no advertising space allowed like during the programming that there's no commercial space then naturally you have to come up with a way to still get that advertising revenue and product placement has taken off so much so that even now that they are allowed to put commercials in with all that fun math i don't think product placement's gonna go away because it's Mm -mm. it's too ubiquitous now you know like i think that we would be lost without it if if there wasn't a scene in a subway in a k-drama and subway restaurant not like underground train 
I don't know what I would do with myself. So there you go. Subway. I mean, we didn't, even get, we didn't even get into this because that's a whole nother ballgame. But in a lot of K-pop music videos, there's product placement. There's um, like Coke product placement, a lot of soda product placement. So it's like it's everywhere. Mm. And I do think there's like also probably some like mental aspect of seeing like a character that you love and trust promoting sure. a product. Like, like Kim Go One and, the... and Eternal Ho... Monarch. I was yeah. like, dude, she's like a really smart woman. And look at her. She likes this face bomb. So maybe I should get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It works. I mean, it's yeah. that celebrity testimonial, right? Yeah. Even though they can never say the name of it. And they make things look good. I mean, speaking of that. <laughs> I'm going to talk about Vans, the shoes, not the vehicle. <laughs> Brothers Paul Van Doren and Jim Van Doren started the Van Sneaker Company in 1966 in California, and they quickly became popular with skateboarders because of their rugged makeup and their sticky rubber sole. And obviously, it's now a billion-dollar company several times over. Vans are everywhere in K-dramas. They're also everywhere in K-pop. I mean, you, you watch a, uh, like, a dance practice video and half the time there's going to be at least one or two guys wearing and and women wearing vans so yeah vans are everywhere in k-dramas from Hayari's red authentics in my roommate is a gumio to the you know aforementioned lee yun's vans in tail the nine-tailed to park sojun's checkerboard print in fight for my way i personally am a lover of vans i own about five pairs Maybe more. Do I skateboard? No. Do I love my vans? Yes. I do regularly, you know, peruse the website for the style changes, colors, and patterns. And I will say, I did a little bit of research on vans, obviously, for this podcast. And my Facebook is now just flooded with vans ads. <laughs> I just can't. They're, they're really trying to make me buy another pair, which I do not need. And then does anyone want to guess the most iconic vans in a K-drama? That would be, drumroll, the white vans in Squid Game. So if anyone has seen Squid Game, they have, you know, the green jumpsuits and they have the white slip-on vans. And sales for those slip-on white vans catapulted 7,800% since the show's release, according to Soul Supplier. So for the record, those white vans go for about 60 U.S. dollars. And another fun fact about Vans is that they're kind of like the cat of shoes. If you throw them, they always land sole down. What? It was really big on TikTok uh, recently where you would just like throw the Vans and they would Did you try it? I didn't. I didn't. But um, please don't believe everything you see on TikTok. I don't, but I I read it. When this releases, you post an Instagram reel showing you do the challenge. But but apparently that's like people, it's, I read a bunch of articles, but. (laughs) I love we come at Megan. She's like, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. If you you think of the physics of a, of a sneaker though, it's more likely to land on its sole than to land on the foothole. I mean, this is a this is a PhD that we can work on at some point. What do you call where you put the foot? Like <laughs> the foothole. What do you mean where you put the foot? The foot. That's hole? I said. I said foothole, and Megan laughed. Yeah. I know, but it was just funny. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I'm just gonna make it dirty if I, I talk about it, so I'm gonna skip oh, it. Ball back. Okay. So <laughs> so I'm going for Samsung because if you aren't using a Samsung Galaxy Z phone 
can you even call yourself an Uba? <laughs> Not if you want to be a hero in a K-drama. So from Good Boy and Startup to Lee Yun, the ancient Gumio from Tale of the Nine-Tailed. Look, they both come from different centuries, heck, even different realms, but they are united in their love for this immersive phone experience that you can literally fold up and stick in your pocket. Then head on over to Itawan class and what do you know? Same phone. So Samsung controlled 67% of South Korea's smartphone market in 2021, according to the analyst firm CounterPoint Research. The iPhone is a competitor, but it has yet to reduce Samsung's market share in its home country to under 60%. BTS is also on the Samsung payroll with the oldest member, tuna enthusiast and giant shoulder owner Kim Suk Jin on the record as saying Samsung tortures aliens to make smartphones. <laughs> so, you know, maybe we should pitch podcast sponsorship opportunities to Samsung using Megan as bait <laughs> and her alien heroes could start to be tortured for their advanced phone technologies. <laughs> but look, phones are actually one of the more organic product placements, in my opinion, because so many dramas are actually driven by like realistic plot points linked to phones from text messages that are sent to you for an entire year to encourage you to carry on while your true love is doing God knows what in North Korea to being a cold and aloof CEO who has you being his fake girlfriend, even though he's dying to change your relationship status. But outside of crash landing on you and business proposal, stop and think about all the times a phone plays a pivotal role in a drama. So in some ways, it's kind of like a chicken and an egg situation here. And I feel like this is really a product placement symbiotic relationship made in heaven. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I will say, so I do not have a Samsung phone. I have a different brand. And every time I see that fold open phone in a K-drama, I'm like, that's a fucking nice phone. With I know. a giant screen and I want it. I do covet it. I do too. I want to see how this screen goes so flat. I know. And perfect. I know. It's beautiful. It really is. Okay. Well, hopefully we have, you know, expanded our own bottom lines today by demonstrating the value that we can offer any potential sponsorship (laughs) from the big, heavy ball sacks that really fit well in the hand. Ball back. (laughs) Sorry. You actually said ball sack. I did. I'm sorry. But you know, he's a big, big, heavy balls. (laughs) It's like the middle of the day there, too. You don't have an excuse. It's 1130 at night here. I'm the one who should be delirious. It's like midday. No, it's 130. I'm going to go make a sandwich after this. (laughs) Megan and I are going to bed. Yeah. This is just my default. (laughs) But honestly, we we would be awesome sponsorship readers on the podcast like give us your ads we will read them basically what we are saying is we are not above product placement no Mm-mm. no i want I'm, i want to i want out. every 90 <laughs> seconds to be sponsored <laughs> sell me out no, I'm just kidding. sell me out i want i mean i'm gonna tattoo <laughs> you know he has got a samsung tattoo on her neck <laughs> maxim just like right right uh you know on my forehead yeah, I want like a tramp stamp <laughs> with maximum coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know what? Everyone listening, you can say you knew us when after we make it so big with all the product placement that we're going to get, obviously, because you, how are you not going to listen to this and think, oh my God. All of us wearing our cell return masks, we're going to look like Daft Punk. <laughs> 
And then I'm going to take it off and people are going to be like, are you, are you a baby daughter? (laughs) (laughs) Mama. Mama. Oh my God. Like a, what was it? Uh, A flower of evil. Flower of evil. Wow. Well, this went off the rails. And like you said, it's not even, although I will say in my own defense, I had to get up at, uh, you know, one fifty this morning to do meetings because I'm like working oh remotely God. while I'm in Australia. So I was up, you know, from like two to three doing meetings and then I couldn't fall back asleep. With Jarrah sleeping in the room with you? No, Poppy. Okay. So I, I did some bed hopping last night. So I slept with my daughter for a while, did a meeting with her. Then I got into watching BTS doing cake decorating because let me tell you, that's a fascinating tale at like three in the morning. So I spent about two and a half hours watching Jimin and Yoongi doing all sorts of adventures together, mostly making cakes. And then I slept for like an hour and a half and then woke up and started my day in new meetings. And that was in a room that my son was sleeping in, which had been a room my husband was in, but he had to get up at five to start meetings. So, I mean, like, really super relaxing. Yeah, I was like, what the <laughs> hell? Yeah, well, Nick and I are both working remotely, so we both start our days. Like, you know, well, I'm often going in the middle of the night. He usually starts at about five during the week. Ugh, but we will be going on proper vacation in another, well, I'm going to podcast one more time with y'all, and then you're going to do a, a twofer while I'm on actual vacation. Yeah. And you'll be missing me, we I know. Will. We will. We, we will. We will be missing ball back talk, for sure. You know, I can send audio just saying, yeah. back and Catsturbation. Both of those things. <laughs> I can just copy and paste from this one <laughs> and drop it right into the next one. You know, we kind of let our Redbubble store go where we had Afternoon and Delight merch. And we've been talking about, you know, we are going to do some fun things in the future and maybe bring some stuff back. And maybe we should do like a little bleach kit just for people who've like, they've heard enough. They just want to like spritz some bleach. <laughs> <laughs> Or like the Amy panic button. Yeah. Like sprinkles with holy water. (laughs) (sighs) Just know my parents are proud. Yeah, my my parents are proud. And my dad occasionally does listen to this. So just realize that if I let him listen to this, imagine how I just like, yeah, I don't even know. (laughs) We're sorry, Mr. Leah's dad. (laughs) Sorry, Mr. Leah. It's okay. He knows. He knows. Right? They they know what we're like. Yeah. I mean, he, they made us. <laughs> it's their fault. I honestly don't think my parents have any idea <laughs> what goes on in the podcast spaces. That's okay. I'd like to leave it. It's like my my dad who buys all my books and doesn't read a single word. Oh, see, that's what's so cute. Good job, dad. Good job, Amy's dad. Okay, well, on that note, I'm going to go make a sandwich. Okay, you do that. I'm going to get ready for bed. Yeah, I'm going to bed. Okay, sleep tight, my friends. All right. Well, anyway, till next time. Happy birthday, Lee Ho. Yeah. Happy birthday, Lee Ho. Annyeong. Thank you for listening to Afternoon and Delight. Where can you find us outside the pod? Head on over to afternoonadelight.com. That's A-F-T-E-R-N-O-O-N-A-D-E-L-I-G-H-T 
www.kcskincare.com. You'll find links to all our social media, our book recs, K-pop and K-skincare recs, and if you want even more Afternoon of Delight, because really who doesn't, you can join our Patreon, where you can choose the patron level that's right for you. Join in daily K-drama conversations, listen to bonus podcast episodes just for patrons, and participate in our monthly live K-drama support group via Zoom. We can't wait for you to be a part of the community. Until next time, Annyeong!